For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us again on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. And actually, even more than that, we invite you to become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Ever wonder why we're here? <laughs> I mean, not, maybe, okay, maybe right here. Well, yeah, because we've got to do this show. <laughs> right. yeah. We have an obligation. I, to I get lunch after this, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, right. demands. Here it is. Must be contract time again. <laughs> well, in the past, we've asked the essential questions that form the basis for this program. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And I think that every sincere seeker asks themselves these basic questions And lifetimes could be well spent answering them. And along the way, other questions invariably arise. And we're not talking about the how high is up questions (laughs) or what is the sound of one hand clapping. Although I know the answer to that one, by the way. We can get to that later. (laughs) I do, actually. (laughs) It's a trick question. (laughs) But today's program is an exploration through the fields of ever-wondered questions. And let's start with this one. Ever wondered why it has taken us so long to wake up? To wake up to the light within. Indeed, yeah. Well, you know, I think what comes to me, first of all, is that we, of course, we come into embodiment with a clean slate. So we have basically no memory of anything previous to start with. And a program. And a program. That's right. We have a divine plan. But, Mm. you know, as you're sitting there in a crib, you don't fully realize it. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) It's It's to be fed. How you need. Yeah, that's right. But you know we have these uh, we have these karmic weights that kind of uh, hang off of us, and so uh, those are some of the things that keep us from waking up. I think. Well, I think I think you're right, Terry. And everything is karma. Now that's kind of a broad statement, I, I admit. Yeah. Right. But uh, we have free will, so that doesn't mean we can exercise the way we want. It may or may not be karma. But the circumstances we're in, whatever circumstance you're in right now, you have created. And don't get down on yourself because, you know, just because you're, you're the one that did it. But we have to understand the law of karma is inexorable. It's, there's, there's no variation to it. It's like the law, this is a law that God has put forward. And because we have free will, that's why things are allowed. That's why people can do things and why sometimes horrible things happen on this planet because of free will. So why haven't we awakened before? It's because our karma has prevented us. And a couple of ways will prevent that. One, it will limit the opportunity to meet someone or a group or people mm-hmm. that have the light yep. that you can learn from. Or n- number two, it creates a density 
around your mind. Yeah, that's that, what I'm that thinking. That prevents you from recognizing the truth even when you see it. Yeah. So that's why if you're at the point now where God is bringing you the truth, rejoice. <laughs> Indeed, embrace and be grateful. You know, <laughs> one of the things we've talked about before is this concept of karma dodging. Now, there are some people who are well aware that they have the option to wake up, the opportunity perhaps, but they don't take it because they feel the weight of their karma. As you were mentioning, Terry, we come in with that. Uh-huh. So let's talk for a moment about why are some people allowed to dodge their karma? Well, again, <laughs> it's free will. Yeah. But the problem is karma always returns. Yeah. It's the law. So if you avoid it now, maybe next lifetime, the one after that, at some point it's going to come and you can't avoid it anymore. And it's going to be a lot bigger yeah. than what it would have been had you faced it now. And that's where understanding who we are, you know, I don't, this situation is too hard, i got to get out of here. Um, when it may be God's will that you stay there and work to resolve the situation to the best of your ability, because if you don't solve it now, it'll become right back, and you'll face it again and again and again until we say, no, I'm going to do whatever I can personally to resolve this, and if I can't, I know I'll go with a clear conscience. And that's the point I wanted to make, is that karma dodging is a fool's errand. Yeah. Essentially, you're not dodging anything, you're just postponing yeah, and there will come a day of reckoning. Yeah. And so why not deal with it before it gets bigger than it is right now? And it, it's a mindset because it's an understanding that we're going someplace. There's something that's limited us going there, and that's our karma. You know, hardness of heart, density that prevent us from recognizing and seeing the truth. And the more we progress, the more we'll be free of that, the more we'll see the vision of who we are and where we're going. You build a momentum, but you've got to start, start somewhere. Yeah, and I think to paraphrase your initial point, Sid, is that God puts us in situations that are best suited to our karma. So that wherever we find ourselves, it is where the greatest opportunity exists to actually get through it by embracing it, balancing it, and moving forward. And what happens too, Tom, is before people take embodiment and they go through a, a review with the spiritual overseers about, okay, this is the lifetime, what you need to accomplish, or whatever. And very often people will ask to be put in situations which they know are going to be tough. But they understand if they don't resolve these, they can't move on spiritually. Yeah. So it's not just God saying, you know, you go and do this. People will plead for the opportunity because, you know, I have to balance karma with this person before I can move on spiritually. So, yeah, it's going to be hard, but they want to do it because this is, this is a block to their spiritual growth and evolution. Yeah, you know, and, and just because uh, the family down the street has a, a mansion and fancy cars and clothes and one thing or another and you don't, there's a very specific reason for it. And your test is to just learn to be grateful for what you have. And to develop mastery. I mean, maybe right. those people have mastery in, on abundance and so forth. Right. And so, you know, that's all part of the path, too. That's you know, right. that is a key word of today's program because in our second segment coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be actually playing an interview where one of the theses is creative mastery. So we'll get to that in a moment. I'll just kind of tease it by saying that now, but part of our pathway is to, you know, basically master ourselves and become God. I mean, if you want to put it in the simplest terms, and part of self-mastery is a willingness to embrace the learning as it comes. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love that because we think of karma you know, the first thing that comes to mind is a dark cloud over my head. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some truth to that in a way. In other words, yeah. karma is not, not always easy to deal with. But this free will has a positive side, too. Or that, I mean, obviously, has a positive side. Sure, we've made karma, negative karma. We've made a ton of good karma in many of our embodiments. That's right. And so we still have to balance the bad. But think there's, you have what's called a causal body above you where all your good karma is stored and built in heaven. It's stored in heaven. Your treasure's in heaven. And because we have this ability to create with the power and light of God, we can do tremendous things. 
Mm-hmm. And that's exci- That's even more exciting in some ways than saying, yeah, i got to balance my karma, but I want to do something for God on this planet. Yeah. Now, here is another ever-wondered question, and this kind of pertains a bit to the degree to which we are embracing our karma and our karmic circumstances. We pray. I mean, we all do this as part of our practice. We decree. We pray that we have opportunity to balance our karma and to be in situations where it can be balanced harmoniously. But why is it, you ever wondered why some prayers should be answered and others don't? Well, I think that they're all answered, actually. Well, I do, too. Right? Yeah, so that's, that's my, direct, my direct answer to that, is that you, you probably don't recognize it, you know, because uh, there's a reason why you have to go through a little bit more darkness, if you will, or a little bit more weight. Uh, and it's a great point. We interject yeah. the human mind and yeah. interpret what we think is the answer to the prayer. That's right. Rather than being open well, I mean, there's a couple of criteria for answered prayer. One is the timing of it. it has to be God's timing for it. Mm-hmm. And as you suggested, Terry, there's a karmic equation here that may you have to resolve it. You know, just and you have to make the effort to gain mastery and develop it. And um, you know, we have to trust that God does hear that. I remember once an ascended master made a, a comment about prayers that never seem to get beyond the ceiling of the bedroom, you know, and I think we can understand that, you know, oh, God, da, 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 you know, kind of a rote prayer. Well, that, you know, it's yeah. not going to get the attention of God. Yeah. It has to be heartfelt. It doesn't have to be loud, but it has to be heart. That's why <laughs> prayers of children are so powerful oh, because they're so pure and so heartfelt. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be willing to walk the path that God has given to you if you want to gain this mastery. And if, if every problem was taken from you today, what would you do tomorrow? <laughs> so prayers are answered. Yeah. But they're answered in God's time and God's way, and that's where faith comes in. We, we have to trust. And remember, you know, the Apostle Paul, you know, he had a, some kind of uh, health issue. I can't remember what it was. And he prayed and prayed for it be, to be healed, and Jesus said, my grace is sufficient unto thee. In other words, it's okay that you bear that, you know. Was that when he was blinded? I, no, that was, that was after that. But <laughs> in other words, my, you're not yeah. going to resolve every problem in your life. You may have low back pain for now to, to, to leave this planet. <laughs> So that doesn't mean your prayers aren't answered, but sometimes we bear things for karmic reason, or as we talked before, world karma. Yeah. And then, and then of course, the, the great qualifier at the end of a prayer is, nevertheless, O God, not my will, but thine be done. Oh, yeah. That's and then the that, that sets it in, and then God goes, oh, phew, thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you know, uh, we talk about karma and the fact that we've created it by our free will choice. If you go back to the source why in God's name would we have left the Garden of Eden in the first place? And that's one of those, I always wonder about that. Didn't they have a clear idea of what they were leaving behind? You know, I have asked myself that question for a long, long time. <laughs> we were there, weren't we? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's both allegorical and real, the yeah. Garden of Eden. It was a mystery school under the direction of Lord Maitreya many long ago. Mm-hmm. And we were lured, so to speak, out of the mystery school by <clears throat> serpent. Mm-hmm. And serpent was a very specific fallen angel who was sent to tempt Eve. So it was an individual that was chosen because they felt he would have the best chance. And it's very subtle the way he tempts them. Surely you shall not die. <laughs> and come on out. We can do so much more for the world. Why are you accepting all these disciplines in this, in this school? Good to get, you know, come out in the world. We'll change these. We'll bid things. And on and on and on. And the fallen angels are nothing if not good salesmen. <laughs> and, and we bought it. We bought it. Oh, well, God, we're not leaving you. We're just going out to do some things for a while. And when we left the Garden of Eden, the door closed behind us. And it's taken us a long time to get back. This is a very specific question. It just reminded me, have the fallen angels the ability to influence angels who have not fallen and actually induce them to maybe 
Take a little side trip. Take the dive. Well, you know, there's been, we know of at least two or three different falls of the angels. They didn't all happen at once. Right. So different bands of angels. But I've not heard of ones that have stayed loyal to their, of, of, you know, they still have free will, of course, but I have not heard of any doing that. Well, I was curious because, as you said, uh, we know of the, the, the two major falls and the watchers that fell. Um, you would assume that they would have seen what happened to the other guys and go, hey, wait a minute, we don't want to do that. But don't yeah. forget, you know, as we've talked about, there's millions of angels in embodiment as, they're, as sons mm-hmm. and daughters of God, too. They have free will. And so people, you know, may make choices to reject God and reject the truth. And so while they're not a fallen angel, quote, unquote, they are embodying what the fallen angels preach and believe. And that's where we got to pray for souls to be cut loose that they wouldn't, you know, keep doing that because obviously it's a downward spiral. And I think that one of their strategies, chief strategies, is to keep us making bad karma. You know? <laughs> I keep that's thinking, not hard to do. I keep thinking about how subtle were these temptations, you know, at the time of the Garden Eden. I mean, was it like, was it something simple like, hey, you want to watch a movie? It's a horror movie, but, you know, it's just no, a movie. I think it was, you know, think of all the good you can do if you leave. Yeah. You can help all the other people. And, of course, that's mm-hmm. a, that's the life. You know, you making your ascension is the greatest help for the people on this planet you could ever do. I see. So yeah. you see how subtle it is? Yeah. Well, you, you can go back to God later. Just come now and try this. I'll tell you one other thing. I had a very good friend early on when I was in these teachings, and we were very devoted together and so forth. And... After a while, I didn't hear from him for much. I asked me, he said, well, somebody told me I had to go and experience the world before I knew whether these teachings were true or not. And oh, what happened, boy. he experienced the world and became of the world. Never mm. saw him again. Wow. Oh, boy. Well, you know, we, we know it's not an easy path. No. It's fraught with peril, as they say. Well, uh, if you remember the question we asked at the top of today's show, why has it taken us so long to wake up? Well, perhaps it is because we have not fully comprehended the nature of the divine light that we carry within This light is God, and it is reflected in our auras. If you've ever wondered about the nature of your aura, how do you understand it, how do you see it, how do you use it, well, after a short break, we're going to hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet in which she talks about the aura and along the way answers the questions, what is the pathway to the stars and what is the key to creative mastery? So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. We are The Open Door. I'm Tom, he's Terry, and he's Sid. And Still. We're, here, we're here to do our best to uh, enlighten ourselves, and hopefully you too. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about those ever-wondered questions, those ones that kind of occur to you out of the back of your mind or at an odd time of your reverie, whatever the case may be. Well, this next um, excerpt is an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she's talking about creative mastery, and in particular, talking about the aura. And as we like to say, we carry with us our God manifestation. Our aura is a reflection of the God, the light of God within. So whatever we are talking about, the whenever we're talking about the aura, we're talking about that which is part of our basic inherent being as a divine being, as God, as a manifestation of God. So anyway, here it is, um, talking about creative mastery, the aura, and a few other things. Can you tell us how the knowledge of the aura can make us free? It's all based on the simple concept, I am light. I invite the beloved sons and daughters of God listening today to join me in this meditation on the light of the heart. I am light, glowing light, radiating light, intensified light. God consumes my darkness, transmuting it into light. This day I am a focus of the central sun. Flowing through me is a crystal river, a living fountain of light that can never be qualified by human thought and feeling. I am an outpost of the divine. Such darkness as has used me is swallowed up by the mighty river of light which I am. I am, I am, I am light. I live, I live, I live in light. I am light's fullest dimension. I am light's purest intention. I am light, 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 flooding the world everywhere I move. Blessing, strengthening, and conveying the purpose of the kingdom of heaven. Where does all of this lead? It leads to the pathway of the stars. The stars are the symbol of our own I am presence, the focal point of our causal body of light, and they have been referred to as the many mansions of the Father's house. We each have a mansion, a dwelling place in the secret place of the Most High God, and the light of the aura comes to us over the thread of light, the thread of contact between heaven and earth. 
Kathumi says man has so often been concerned with the concepts and the many manifestations of the human aura, how to protect it, how to direct it, how to increase it, how to see it, how to interpret it, that he has seldom taken into account these simple words Jesus long ago revealed, Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men. This is true religion. This is the fulfillment of Kathumi's mantra, I am light, glowing light. We have to affirm that light, to confirm it, to give it our vow, our trust, our life, so that it can give itself to us. This light of which he spake is the light which can be magnetized through the human aura. For it is the human emanation which heaven would make divine. Kuthumi teaches us that God wants us to become like him. In order to become like him, we must go through the alchemy of the Holy Spirit, the sacred fire change, the putting off of the old man, the putting on of the new. Therefore, Kuthumi says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Sounds very much like Jesus was talking about the aura. I like everyone to contemplate this moment, the aura of Jesus Christ, the blessed Son of God. Often this is painted in paintings of Jesus, but I tell you that the aura of Jesus literally filled the entire planet Earth. So great was his extension of God's consciousness through that aura. The base of God's self-awareness which Jesus had enabled him to proclaim himself the Son of God and to realize his own innate divinity. Thus he is called the Savior of the world. We can begin right where we are, though our aura be an inch from the body, it can be expanded first to fill the house where we are, filling that house with the light of the Holy Spirit. God himself, through his Son, Jesus Christ, will come into our temple by the Lord's Spirit and expand our aura through his own expanded self-awareness in God. Filling the house, we then find that the aura can be extended to fill an entire community or neighborhood, and then the entire city. Kuthumi says that in these studies of the aura, he is giving the same understanding that Jesus imparted to his disciples, sometimes through parable, sometimes through an objective analysis of themselves and their contemporaries, and sometimes through direct teachings on the law, which he read to them from the archives of the Brotherhood. Kathumi says that Jesus' entire effort was to demonstrate what man can do and what man can be when he unites with a God flame. Jesus determined to come to earth and give us the teaching of our innate Christ self by example, not simply by academic instruction. So perfectly did he become the full example of the flame that we have forgotten that his mission was to demonstrate what we can do also, and instead we have fallen down to worship the person of Jesus instead of to emulate that likeness of God which he beheld for us. Kuthumi explains that it is to be, it is be-ness, 
It is to understand that you are a ray of intense light that cometh from the central sun into the world of form. This is the key to creative mastery. Well, why is it the key? The key is here because we do not place outside of ourselves this ray of light, this God presence, this Christ self, but we realize that we are a ray that comes from the source, from the source of the Trinity. If we are that ray of light, then all things are possible unto us, even as they are possible to every sun ray of God. The key to creativity and to the mastery of the environment is to realize that the energy and the consciousness for that mastery is already within. Our challenge then is to unlock that creativity, that mastery, by unlocking the energy and consciousness of God, to discover God being within and to expand it rather than to attempt something which is utterly impossible to graft upon ourselves that God which is without. We cannot be anything except that which we already are. And by God's grace, we are created in His image and likeness. What actually happens when we use Kathumi's mantra, I am light? The light that comes forth as we give the mantra fills our cup of joy to overflowing. Kathumi says, you must understand that you can draw forth renewed magnificence and devotion to the cause of your own immaculate freedom, and that this freedom can be a crystal river flowing out from the throne of God through your aura, which you have consecrated as a vessel of the Holy Spirit, and into the world of men. You must understand that wherever you go, your opportunity to let your light shine, your aura goes with you, and that because you are, because you have being and are being, you can take the sling of enlightened fortune and fling into the world with almost delirious abandon your cup of joy that runneth over in simply being a manifestation of God. You must increase your understanding of the magnificence of flow, the flow of the little electrons in their pure, fiery state that seem to dance with total abandon and then again to march like little soldiers in precision, formation, now disbanding as they assume what at first may seem to be erratic shapes, now regrouping in their intricate geometric patterns. Purposefully, man pours out into the universe the healing bomb that is his real self in action. Its flow is guided by the very soul of the living God, by an innate and beautiful concept of perfection steadily emanating to him and through him. Does man do this? Can man do it of himself? Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Understand that the inner fires banked within yourself by the fire of the Holy Spirit can be expanded by your own desire to be God's will in action. Understand that these fires will act as a divine magnet to increase the flow of perfection into your aura and thence into the world. Understand that you must therefore wax enthusiastic about daily expanding your light through your meditations upon the Holy Spirit. 
Beloved sons and daughters of God, we are born to be co-creators and co-workers with the infinite spirit. A co-worker is one who has that flame of God within himself, who sees himself the servant of God, the instrument of God, because God lives in him, not because he is a miserable sinner. What you have done yesterday, if it is not of the light, can be put into the flame by a simple call to God the Father in the name of the Son Jesus Christ or Gautama Buddha or Mary the Mother. In the name of your own I am presence, therefore, let us invoke the sacred fire, the great crystal river of life, to wash through our consciousness now as this great flowing stream of water, fire moves within us, let us know that the fulfillment of the promise of God, the transmutation of sin, the balancing of karma, the washing clean of our garment is taking place, and that we are coming today through the law of forgiveness before the great throne of God, that he will receive us through his blessed Son, the Christ who lives in us all that we can be forgiven and therefore also receive these fires of the Holy Ghost of transmutation and be renewed and be born again through the true understanding of the teaching of the law of the Christ. God bless you and be with you as you pursue your own state of God consciousness. Thank you very much. Ah, yes, wherever you go, your opportunity to let your light shine, aura goes with you. Remember, you are a ray of intense light. You are a manifestation of God. Back in a moment. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And uh, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about those ever-wondered questions. And for those of you who may recall the 60 Minutes programs that Andy Rooney, he would sound like this. Do you ever wonder why you have more karma than your neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> you do that very well, Terry. Thank you. Well, there, there is a question. We, we have a list, really, of many of those ever-wondered kinds of questions. But one that has come up um, more than once is this. Ever-wondered? What Jesus meant when he said, to those who have, more will be given. And for those who have not, more will be taken away. Away that which they have. Yeah. And I can remember reading this as a kid. I said, I can't <laughs> figure this out. You know, shouldn't we be helping people that are needy and so forth? And of course, yes, we should be helping people that are needy. But this is a much higher teaching. Yeah. It's a teaching on the use of God's energy in our world. And the people that have a lot of light, why do they have it? Because they've used the light and energy God has given them properly mm-hmm. to do good things. They haven't squandered the light on various uh, sensory pleasures. They've, they've kept it within their auras and they've strengthened it. They have light, so therefore God can trust them. They get more light. It, it magnetizes more light to them. So mm-hmm. that which those that have more will be added because they've already demonstrated a mastery in the use of light. And they, of course, you can help much more people if you do that. Those that have squandered the light of God, and of course we've all wasted God's energy at one time or another, but who continue to do it even after they know the truth, then they're losing their light. Well, God's not going to give them more and more light to keep being misqualified. Mm -hmm. So eventually they're going to lose all their light. This is what's happened to the fallen angels. They had a tremendous momentum of light, especially the senior ones when they fell like Lucifer, because he was an archangel. And so it took a very long time for the light to dissipate, but it did because it wasn't being replaced. So when we understand it in that context, we can see why uh, that would be the, what Jesus was talking about there. And, and you know, um, as things are given to you, if you, even the teachings of the Ascended Masters, if you just hang on to them and, and keep them tight and, in your own little world and don't share them, that's kind of the second part of that, isn't it? I that's mean, true. That's a good point. It's yeah. flow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. God didn't give us all this energy so we can is you know, sit and be happy. He gave it this so we could help others. So we could help others yeah. and spread it, yeah. yeah. And I think you're referencing the parable of the talents. Yes. Right? The, yes. So those two are, are similar. Words, God has way. given us light, and it's we get to, to multiply that by how we choose to use the light he does give us. Mm-hmm. And you've heard this theme from us many times before, that we are talking basically about being a co-creator with God, that the energy that we are given, this light that we are given, is with that which animates us, and that is what we use to create, whatever it may be, good or bad. And Mrs. Prophet was talking about the aura of Jesus mm-hmm. that filled the earth. Well, if someone says, well, he was the son of God, of course it filled the earth. Jesus had to develop 
that aura in many different lifetimes and, and build up that yeah. light. It just didn't happen. He had that because he made so many right choices and used the light of God in so many powerful ways. So if our aura is only an inch off our skin, it's because that's how we've choose to use energy. So we get choose then to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, which is what his true mission was all about, and begin to practice and do those things he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so, well, so is, go ahead. Well, what you, what you do is you take examples of Jesus and you say, well, I'm going to do that in my world. And then when you've done that, you take another thing. I'm going to do more of that. And yeah. all of a sudden that aura moves out an inch, two inches, three inches, and one thing another. Because Jesus, yeah, over many lifetimes, like you say, he, he proved that he was trustworthy. So God poured even more. And do not be dismayed at the apparent size of your aura, whether you really know what it is or not, because that's one of the devil's tricks. Make you feel worthless. Oh, it's your, your aura is not big enough. You're never going to get it yeah. to the point where it's going to be worth anything. So why don't bother? But actually, that small little thing, we talked about the threefold flame being one-sixteenth of an inch. <laughs> yeah. and look what that's doing for us. So Yeah, and yeah. I think it's the purity of the aura is very important, yeah. too. Uh, obviously, some of the fallen angels have huge auras, but they're all black. You know, <laughs> So that's not where we it's want to go. Funny. We want a pure aura and build on that with the light of God. That's why we have to be careful with the light gives us, God, light that God gives us, that we honor it and don't squander it. Yeah, and this leads to another ever-wondered question, and that is, why is cosmic law so exact and uncompromising? Well, it's kind of like the law of, of uh, you know, gravity. It's exact and uncompromising, and that's the way all of God's laws are. You, you know, I read something recently, <clears throat> excuse me, about um, some of these uh, scientists that study the origin of the, of the universe and so forth. Mm-hmm. And this guy says, I'm an atheist, he said. But when I look at the precision of all the formulas that had to come together in the physical, for the physical universe to even be created and to exist, he said the tolerances of difference are so small, he said, it only can be the work of divine providence. Now, think about that. Yeah. In other words, wow. this universe couldn't exist unless certain laws were immutable. And so I think it applies also and we're talking about karma or cosmic law. Mm-hmm. It's the law. And, of course, this is the, the uh, from Moses' time, you know, you live by the law. You do not do this, do not do that. Well, Jesus came and said, yes, that's true, but there's another way. And you fulfill the law through love. And the exactness is required because that energy coming from God needs to be returned to him pure. Not a little bit of darkness or shadow or, or gray area. It's got to be purified. And we gotta we gotta clean it up. We gotta scrub it. We gotta make it right. That's what the violet flame does. And so, you know, you you clean up your house. You clean up your yard. You clean up your aura. And that's the beauty well, of the, the violet flame. Well, the number one best selling book I saw on the New York Times bestseller list is about tidying up your house and changing <laughs> your life. Oh, really? I, I mean, it's true. And I think when you think about that concept, I'm gonna tidy up my aura. Oh. You know, things there that I know I can do. Get, get rid of, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's where the violet flame comes in, invoking the light, Kathumi's I am light decree. Doesn't that feel nice? Good. You purify, you take a shower, you feel so much better. Oh, you yeah. Take a shower of light and get some of the soot and debris of the world off of you. You feel differently. Your atom cells and <laughs> electrons move much faster. It's, it's, it's a great that. feeling. But we have to choose to do it because of what? Free will. Free will. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, I remember Mrs. Prophet making a comment about how we can throw out that light with joyful abandon. You know, that we can go through our world literally being that beacon, being the light that we are all either, well, we're all meant to be, but those who put it on layer by layer, increment by increment, mm-hmm. can share it. Well, and too, when you, you've been in the presence of people and you say, 
There's something special about that person. I, want what I don't has. know what it is, but I want to be like that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. okay. That's good. That's why we all be good examples of the light of God. Then people will want to pursue their own spiritual path. Well, you know, you said the uh, fallen angels are pretty good salesmen, and I agree with you. The light is pretty good sales force, too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's what's allowing them to, to sell their product is the light that they have, even though it's diminishing. Well, they're stealing light from They're people. stealing from us. Yeah, that's right. That's Lots of different ways, which we've talked about, whether it be rock music or alcohol or drugs or anything else. You know, uh, we're kind of sketching around the uh, outer just here of something that I think another one of those ever-wondered questions. You think about a, a civilization or a planet that is not going toward the light, but going away from the light by their free will choice, going into darkness. And we know uh, other planets that have now become part of the asteroid belt, like Maldek. But ever wondered what happens to a planet that refuses to obey the laws of God? Well, of course, they have free will, number mm-hmm. one. And so they can choose to ignore all the laws of God they want. And what happened, to my understanding of Maldek, is there was such an intense nuclear exchange that it literally blew up the planet. Mm-hmm. So... Um, there's a karma for that, I should, I should I would add there. Um, so, so it's an understanding that you can take free will anywhere you want. You can, you know, and, but ultimately there is a price to pay. And many of the souls on Maldek did go through the second death at that time, according to the sacred fire, because of their karma and so forth. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. So, you know, and at some point God will actually cause planets to be destroyed. In fact, Earth was destined to be destroyed because we had, had many tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years ago, they had... They had sunk to such a low, the caveman level, from previous uh, tremendous civilizations that they didn't even have physical fire. At that point, the karmic council determined the earth no longer has a purpose to exist because no one was drawing the light. And, of course, Sanat Kamara, the ancient yes. days came, and that's another story we've told, and the earth got a reprieve. Mm-hmm. But that's a wonderful story because there are other beings out there who are still kind of looking out for us, even if we're not looking out for ourselves. That was quite a sacrifice he made. Indeed, and, of course, that's the 144,000 that right. came with him. What speaks in the book of Revelation. And in fact, yeah. we may be talking to you out there who are among that number. <laughs> you probably came with Sana Kamara, and I'm not being facetious. No. No, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this program and you're thinking, you know, I can relate to some of that, well, then you're probably one of the bands. I mean, we got angelic bands here on the planet. We've got, I mean, <laughs> we're from all over the universe, you know. You, if you yeah. walk through a mall, you will see all kinds of different looking people, you know. And I think I've just heard it said recently that um, a lot of people that are on the same planet, like they'll have a tendency, uh, you know, a light planet, they'll have a tendency to kind of look alike. But on planet Earth right now, because we're at such a crossroads of light and darkness, we've got people that have come here, people that have come here from all over to try and save this Earth and to turn back and roll or, back. Or to destroy the Earth. Or, or to destroy it, that's we're, right. We're kind of the Ellis Island of the universe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's, weary. it's, you know, it's, under, it's an understanding of the equation of planet Earth, the equation of light and darkness. It's not, it's not a witch hunt, you know, no. but it's an equation we have to understand. How else can you explain what's going on on this planet um, with the, the unbelievably atrocities committed every yeah. day on this planet that are so horrible. Well, these people, you can say they're unbalanced, but they have chosen. And some of these terrorist groups, you know, to reject God, and they hate God so much they want to destroy his people. Mm-hmm. And they are, the irony is they do it in the name of God. <laughs> I know. Every time I hear that, I just cringe. I bite through my lip. Well, obviously today, you know, one of the themes, in fact, the central theme is this theme that goes through all of our programs and all the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and that is the efficacy and the essential light that we all bear. 
So as we get heading into our break here pretty soon, I just want to make sure that we're clear on this point that all of the ever wondered questions we could ever ask, all of the searching we could ever do, ultimately is the journey without distance. This is the light within. This is the light that we carry. This is the light that we manifest. This is the light that we are. So I want to make sure that it's really you know clear to everybody that what we're talking about is an essential equation that all of you are involved in intimately because this is your essential nature. And we need to understand that because it, it, it informs us how we live. Mm-hmm. If I know I have the light of God within my heart, you know, and, and God gives me this light every day, I'm not going to light up a cigarette, you know, because that's impure and it takes the light and so forth. And so there's just things I'm not going to do mm-hmm. um, because it's, it really helps us to live in a pure way, in a healthy way, and because we honor the light within. Honoring the light within. And on that note... Let's take a short break. We'll come back for another segment in just a few moments. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks everyone for staying with us. Um, We are The Open Door, and today we're talking about those Ever wondered questions? <laughs> and um, we've obviously been making the association with the light within. This is something that we, of course, talk about all the time, awakening to the light within and becoming that light. One of the things that we've discovered in our own studies, of course, I can say this personally, is that there have been opportunities in the past to embrace teachings like these Ascended Master teachings, but my head got in the way. just have to admit freely that a lot of times I would try to intellectualize and grasp this academically, but the fact is that light is essential. It is organic, if you will. I mean, it's something that goes beyond the head and really comes through the heart. Do you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, how do you think with your heart? I mean, that's <laughs> that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. Right. How do I think with my heart? You know, I mean, that takes a little bit of work there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, there's a lot of things about the teaching center masters that are very interesting intellectually. You know, about past civilizations, karma, reincarnation. And we mm-hmm. had those lectures by Mrs. Prophet about those famous people and all different lifetimes they had and how they got to where they were. I mean, this is fascinating stuff, yeah. you know, and how the fallen angels fell and on and on and on. But there comes a point where that's not the goal here, to have intellectual knowledge. 
It is to, to develop the heart, to become the teachings, become the truth. And that's a place where many people leave because they love the intellectual understanding. They love to be thought being wise of man, but they're not willing necessarily to bend the knee and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's where a lot of people leave off the spiritual path because the masters give us these great teachings, which are a tremendous help to us, but that's what they're supposed to be, a help and a goad so we can go on and do our own work. And so I think it's very important that we realize the goal of this is not, yes, it's wonderful to understand how much the universe works. I'm sure we just to the very tip of it there, but that's not the point of this. The point is to become these teachings. What is the, what is the litmus test that a person can give themselves that says, uh, am I becoming too intellectually um, you know, comfortable, comfortable with all of this information, and do I need to go into my heart more? I mean, I, was, I, I would say, well, th- my answer would be to the degree that, that you live the teachings, that, that you live with heart, it's not hard probably to determine whether somebody's in their head and kind of trapped in an academic world. Right. But the heart is an action item. I mean, it's, it, the heart is not just a thought form. It's an action form. It's something that is dynamic. As I said earlier, it's organic. It's something that encompasses us, right. as light does. And do something with, do something with what you've gotten. You know, well, help by the, people. By their fruits shall you know them. Yeah. You'll, there's a vibration in the heart that you clearly know when you see it, when you feel it, when you're in the presence of it. Yeah. And I think this, uh, one of the habits that I think support this, the development of the heart, and by the way, we have things that are called heart meditations, which mm-hmm. are prayers and decrees and songs and so forth to clear the area around the heart. You know, as most of you know, I used to be a banker, and some bankers have been known for hardness of heart. Oh, one or two of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it never occurred to me that I might have some hardness of heart there, but I think we all have it there. Mm-hmm. And so the violet flame can break that down and so forth. But what I was going to say was... I think what has been key to my spiritual path is setting aside time each day. For me, it's the morning where not only I can do my prayers and decrees, but I can talk to God. I can praise God. I can love him. I can listen to God. Be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. And you do that through the heart. Not, it doesn't work through the mind at all. It has to be through the heart. So a devotional relationship with God, I think, is absolutely crucial to develop your heart. Because then your heart becomes softened. You feel the pain of others. You feel the need of others. You're less concerned about yourself. And as you develop this, of course, what happens is the light grows in your heart because that's where your threefold flame is. You magnetize more light. You're able to do more and give more to people. And again, it's a self-reinforcing concept. The more you love, the more love you have. The <laughs> less you love, the less love you have. Hmm. It's just the way the universe works. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think that one of the things that we constantly reinforce here is that the heart has an intelligence that in fact i remember somebody explaining to me that if you look at the heart chakra almost like a a, an antenna that you imagine it in your your chest and it's opening up and all these great waves of love and light and whatever are emanating there's no language for that it's it's something that's even beyond language it's an experience it's a it's something that is it's god and how do we define God in words? We don't. We don't define God in our heads. We experience him in our heart. And, and one of the things, uh, just as a little sidebar, uh, you know, that I wanted to mention was when I first found the teachings of the Ascended Masters, it was like I was saying on the break. It was, it was like finding all these. So I, I walked in to the Four Winds Organic Story, Store with all these ever-wonders going on in my mind. Yeah. And so as I would hear these teachings, these were these little pieces of puzzle. And I've you know, I'd, I'd put them into my uh, my puzzle thing, and the, the picture was beginning to look more like God every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do all the answers, 
eventually were coming. And there's a timeline on that, obviously. That's been a number of years ago, but you're always learning and you're always finding one more piece of the puzzle. And so that's that's the way it works, kind of. So the ever wonders are always going to kind of be there a little bit, but you can sure start out by just getting on board with well, learning more about these teachings. And putting on the new man. And yeah. when the masters give this these teachings to us, I, it's the same thing with me. I couldn't figure out why I was born here instead of India, you know, things like that mm-hmm. before I accepted reincarnation and so right. forth. And God gives us these pieces and then the tools to use our understanding, which, of course, are the science of spoken word, the violet flame, service to life. So, in other words, God isn't just doing this to satisfy our international or curiosity. Yeah. He's doing it so we can have understanding and tools to use, not only for our own personal growth and salvation, but to save this planet. Yeah, yeah, because once we get ourselves squared away, then we can we can square away the community and the, and the nation and the planet, and it kind of goes out from yeah. there. Yeah, and as we go back to that initial question we asked, you know, why is it so hard for some of us to wake up? Well, ultimately, it hinges on choice. Right. We make the choice to wake up. We make the choice to follow this path. We make the choice to practice decrees and meditation, uh, you know, using thought forms for strengthening our hearts. I mean, it's a choice. It's very easy in Western culture today to keep so busy between our work, our families, and entertainment that we have no time for God, no time for devotions, and we kind of, some people do that. They stay busy so they don't have to sit down and face God and face who they are and the choices they made. Well, we have the courage, and I know you do too, to take responsibility for your actions and ask God to help and lead us on that next step so that we don't, you know, it's a sleep of death, you know, and if we don't take that stand for the light and the truth. And once we do that, the world is going to be changed for us I and love for others, that, too. that concept. You can ask God for help. Like you said, you know, in the morning, sit down, you have a conversation with God. Have a cup of tea with God. <laughs> you know, you know uh, one of the points that we, had, uh, we have here for our show today, I know we're not going to be able to touch on all of them. It's just been, we've had a lot of fun so far, yeah, I'll tell you that. We have three pages of ever wondering questions. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Well, one of them was, uh, you know, about uh, visiting the retreats. Can, can, oh, we, yeah. can we talk about that a yeah. little bit? Sure. Because, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, if we can go to the etheric retreats, we can get a lot of the ever-wondereds uh, answered. Well, right and there. there's no if we go there. Yes. It's whether or not we remember what we got there when we were there. You know? And we do have to make the effort to, go, to assist, uh, how do I want to say it, ask for angelic assistance to be able to get through the astral plane yeah. to go to the etheric retreats and then to be able to come back with some information or not, depending. But well, I think the we, main thing is to get there. Yeah, we yeah. come back with information. These are like the colleges of the spirit, so to speak, mm-hmm. where you can study at night when you sleep. This is a dispensation from the masters. Most of the time, we will not have a conscious memory of this, mm-hmm. but what will happen, we'll get an intuition or a direction or something. And sometimes people do remember their experiences in the retreats, yeah. but more often than not, they won't. But just because you don't remember in another way doesn't mean you aren't there and not receiving these teachings. And so follow these intuitions of your heart sometimes because they may be a memory from the retreats. Sure, and I think uh, the other people we've heard stories about who have remembered past lives in the same way. There's certain things that kind of come through that you have no other you know, logical explanation for. So Right, right. A lot of times I'll wake up in the morning and I'll think, oh, so that's <laughs> how you do that. You know, <laughs> you know well, I'm working on a project or yeah. something like that, and then all of a sudden I just wake up in the morning and there it is. Well, I think it's a good point because a lot of us are taught that if you have some, something that you're having a difficult time solving, right. put it into that place when you fall asleep and ask that the solution, the God-oriented solution, be given to you when you wake in the morning. 
I, I think this is all part of an equation. How do we order our lives? How do we honor the light within that we get 24 hours a day? How do we use that light? How do we develop wisdom and understanding by studying the teachings of the masters or the Bible or whatever? How we put them into action, how we live our lives, the things we do and we don't do in our lives. So we, the time with God every day, this is all part of the path of the ascension, the path of greater light and greater spirituality. And so we need to choose how to do that and make this good karma and balance our negative karma so we can take that next step up the ladder and get closer to where we're all headed, which is which is our ascension. Yeah, the ascension. That's right. Indeed. Well, I think that uh, one of the many points we could leave you with today is the reminder that wherever you go, your opportunity to let your light shine, your aura goes with you. You are indeed a manifestation of God. So thank you all for being part of the show today. It's been fun. This is one of those things that, you know, we these, these ever-wondered questions are probably endless if we want to go there, but ultimately... The truth is, we are light. Yeah, and if you if you got one of those ever wonders that you want to type on your <laughs> keyboard, send us send it to us at yeah. uh, webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Yeah, and please join us again. Uh, we love having you out there. We you you finish you complete the Atikarana of this network of light that we're all part of. So thank you again. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be sometimes difficult, <laughs> the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.